Hi, this is Levi. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to take a quick minute to introduce a few of the other podcasts in the WCF Podcast Network. Tom and Naomi are exploring how we interact in our ecclesial relationships in From the Platform. It's a very in-depth series that is incredibly helpful for understanding and developing compassion and better listening practices. That's From the Platform. Sam Taylor from Cleveland, Ohio, produces weekly devotionals in Pause to Consider. Think uh, Mr. Rogers meets uh, Fireside Chat. I love Sam's humble style and think every episode is fantastic. You can find both of those wherever you get your podcasts or on our website at wcfoundation.org. Now, here's the show. Welcome back to Little Faith. This is a podcast produced by the Williamsburg Christadelphian Foundation. Matt is going to continue talking with his lovely grandmother, Vivian, about her life story and her journey of faith. Sit back and relax. She has so much wisdom and experience to share. Well, I can remember when I was young that you were one of my Sunday school teachers and you had all kinds of uh, crafts and stories and activities. Well, when I was 43, we were looking, Herman and I were looking forward. We wanted our children to each one to go to college. And we were planning toward that. So I went back to college. And I went to a small Catholic college at Fort Wayne. By that time, Herman taught in the Fort Wayne system. So he would, I would drop him off at his school and then go on to the campus where I was going to college. And I became an elementary art teacher. And since I'd had one year before I was married, uh, I was able to graduate in three years by going through summer school too. And my family helped me a lot, or I don't know how I could have done it, And I always thought I was kind of stupid in math, but I had to take math. And your grandpa Herman, that was always easy for him, so he helped me through math classes. (laughs) And overall, I taught elementary art for 13 years. So I suppose in Sunday school teacher, I did some of the things. You channeled a lot of that art energy. I channeled a lot of that (laughs) into, into teaching and taught a lot of children at Raw, children's Sunday school classes. Mm. Overall, what I would like to tell young couples, first of all, in your home, don't allow, simply don't allow electronic devices of any kind to interfere with communication. Mm. You know, talk to your children, know your children, and let your children feel free about talking to their parents so that there's a, there are bonds between the children and their parents. Mm. And the other thing I would say, if at all possible, plan your life so that you have other believers near you. That's what we did. And I, I, I feel we were blessed for doing that. Mm. More than I could ever imagine, we were blessed. And then, so that you have close associations with other believers. 
And then at home, talk about your faith. Talk. Let it be part of your daily conversation. Because mm. I grew up more or less in isolation. But my four parents never, ever stopped talking about their faith. Mm. Looking back on your 94 years of life and thinking about where, when faith was important, like really important to you, um, what was your... What's a, what was your greatest trial in faith for you? The, the worst thing, well, I would say the worst thing that ever happened to my parents was they had, I had a brother two years older than me whose name was Gordon Leroy, but everyone called him Buddy. And I don't remember him well. But he and my older brother went to a country school. But we had in the farm next to us across the road, there was a family, their name was Daniel. I've never forgotten the name. And they were an undisciplined family. And in fact, they were in our thrashing ring and once I saw a team of horses of theirs with a load of grain on it. And one of the horses was so emaciated and starved, he laid down and died. But they had several children. And at school, one of the older boys kicked my brother Buddy so hard in his back that he died. Mm. He, the boy neighbor boy had ruptured a kidney and my brother died. Oh, wow. That was in January of 1931. In less than a month, my brother, my mother was very pregnant with a younger brother named Bob. In less than a month, she had a baby. Hmm. So she lost a son. She and my dad lost a son early in January, and about a month or less later, they had a baby. Mm. And I never forgot that because my mother had come from a big family, and even though her heart must have been broken at losing her little boy, she went on. I'm sure she was filled with grief, but she carried on. Mm. as best she could. Mm. And for your Grandpa Herman and me, but that was kind of a lesson to me that when some of life's worst possible things, because my little brother was blameless. He, had, he was simply mistreated so badly by this neighbor boy. And the worst thing that ever happened to Herman and me was the loss of our beloved granddaughter, Rachel. Mm. And in kind of a strange sense, I think it made me remember my mother and how hard it must have been for her to lose her little boy mm. and being very pregnant, that, that your faith has to carry you on, your faith, your hope in the resurrection. Mm. has to carry you on. In some ways, I think God carries you on. Mm. 
through trials like that so mm. that you manage to survive and are able to go on. Mm. So that's, that's what my, my faith has been, that even in life's most trying, tragic circumstances, God is there in ways we don't know, and it's the Lord who gives us the strength to go on mm. with our hope, our, our everlasting hope in the goodness of God. Mm. And I thank God every, every prayer for the exceeding great and precious promises that should sustain us in every circumstance and that will sustain us in every circumstance no matter how tragic it is mm. that God is there and I, when I look back over my long life, I never expected to live to be so old. <laughs> I really but here you are. Here I am. <laughs> but I, I have a very strong belief that in, throughout my life, God has been there when I knew it not. Mm. That I think we don't always know when God is in our lives sustaining us or comforting us mm. and and yet that's a very strong belief I have and in my old age and I do not ever 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 remember in my life being so absolutely thankful I am so thankful for every blessing that God has given us mm. so thankful and we started out with our possessions in our car, and our car wasn't full, and that's what we had. And yet God provided for us, provided a place for me to be in my old age. And I can never stop thanking God. I never stop thanking God each day. I am so thankful. I, I never in my life was ever so thankful. Mm. So uh, faith clearly started very young very in your young. life and has extended very evidently until today. But was there ever a moment of doubt with God or, or wrestling where you know there was a moment of pause or a moment of, I don't no, believe this? I think maybe the most I was ever exposed to that was... In um, college, when I went to this Catholic college to become an art teacher, because we had to take biology, I had to take some philosophy classes, mm. and sometimes there were teachers who were obviously atheists, especially lay teachers. Interesting that they were. Or they would have some rather foreign ideas about my faith. Hmm. But I weathered that and perhaps did some extra study on the subject. Hmm. But in, in a sense, it never touched me because my faith was great enough that I, I was able to lay those things aside. Hmm. How do, you, how do you see or define your faith now? 
If you could use a short phrase or an image or a metaphor to define what faith is to you now, how would you describe it? My, my faith means everything to me. <laughs> everything to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. It's the most important element in my life, and it always has been. To, to somebody who has never had faith or has lost their faith, what would you say to them? Well, I remember years ago, there was a, the husband of one of the members at Raw who had actually grown up in Germany, but he had no faith at all. And I remember Herman and I tried to explain the existence of God and the truth of the scriptures to this young man. And we got no place. He simply didn't believe in God, nor did he believe that the scriptures were inspired. Every question we asked, he asked, we answered. But his response was, I just don't believe it. Hmm. And he didn't. Hmm. And after a while, we just gave up. Well, I think he was tired of talking about it, too. (laughs) But the interesting thing is... You know, we don't know the end from the beginning. And many years later, through another brother from Cleveland, where his wife was from, he began, this young man, middle-aged by then, began to understand, and he became baptized. So maybe the answer is you plant the seed But sometimes you have to just wait for God to water it. Hmm. And it may be watered in some way that you you would never imagine. Like Hmm. this this brother was watered by an older brother from Cleveland. And and he he was baptized. And so I think maybe our duty is to try to plant the seed and not expect we could do it all because sometimes it's God then mm-hmm. who uses someone else to water that seed. So you should never give up. Yeah. And uh, earlier you'd mentioned when you're talking about trials of faith that faith carried you when there was nothing else. Faith carried yes. you. Yes. And so I'm wondering, um, and you've, you've talked a lot about uh, community and how important it is to be close to people who are um, fellow believers. Right, and I'm just wondering if that image of carrying, you know, how faith is this carrying thing. If we ever or you have ever carried somebody when they have not had any faith or when they have lost. You know, I, I'm not sure that a person would be aware. I don't know if I ever carried anybody or not. But I know for me, and many times, there's been a sister or a brother who has said something to me that meant a great deal. So I think... Can you give me an example? Trying to think. Well, just from my own family, When my mother died, I I was grief-stricken because I had left Minnesota when I was 
23. And I never did anything for her after that because we were never in Minnesota. If we had a week in the summer, we were lucky. We didn't always make it. But I, I carried a feeling of guilt that I had neglected my own mother. I had not done anything for her in her lifetime. I mean, I, I, I really was guilt-stricken. One of my dad's sisters, my Aunt Myrtle, she died at age 42, leaving two teenagers and then this little five-year-old boy. And he stayed with my parents, and my mother, who was never that strong, already had three boys at home. So he was another boy for her to mother. And when he became a freshman, 14 years old, his name was Daryl, Herman and I decided he could live with us, and he would help Herman on the farm, mm. and we would help him when he graduated. Mm. So that was decided, and I don't think Daryl was very, very happy about it. And he was difficult for the first two years he lived with us. But the last two years went well. And Herman told him he would put him through college because he had helped us. But three or four years after my mother had died and I had this guilt feeling that I, I wish I had done more for her. Mm. And my young brother happened to talk to me one day and he said, now Vivian, he said that was such a blessing that you took, you and Herman kept Daryl for four years. That was the only time that she ever had just had her own children to care for. Mm. And he said that was such a help to our mother. Mm. And all at once I decided, well, I had done something for my mother because mm. we had taken care of Daryl for mm. four years and we would have continued right. helping him if he had allowed us to. Mm. But I had actually done something and I didn't know it. And it removed that sense of guilt from me. Hmm. So sometimes you could say something to another person and not realize that you may be blessing that other person. Hmm. And, and I think that's something that God expects us to do, hmm. to try to be of some comfort or show compassion to other people who may be suffering in some way you don't know. You've used the word blessing a lot in this conversation. Um, so I'm wondering what, what your current thoughts on the word blessing are. Well, at age almost 95, my own feeling, I, I feel so thankful. And I look back and I don't know how God could have blessed Herman and me so much. Hmm. I. I just think, I don't know whether people ever stop and think how blessed they are, but I think God's blessings are always with his children and in ways we do not know. I think God is 
with his children when they need him and in ways that we'll never fully understand. Mm -hmm. So in life's worst circumstances, I think God expects us to carry on in faith, knowing that he is always with us, mm. that his son ever intercedes for us, his son Jesus. Mm. And that, you know, David went through some harrowing experiences, and yet the Psalms are full of his praises to God. That's a lesson. Mm. So maybe that's the answer. Mm. David's great faith in God that he could could praise him no matter what the circumstance was. I was going to ask you um, if there was a Bible verse or a Bible character that has become meaningful to you most recently. Well, I've been working on that research. You know, I looked up Paul. And I've forgotten where it was now I found. He had been stoned. He had been mistreated. He had been in prison. He had, even when he was stoned, they thought he was dead. He may have been dead that God raised him. But he had such horrible things happen to him. Hmm. But he never stopped believing. He never stopped putting his hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. And the list of things he went through is, is just heartbreaking. Mm. The fact that he, he survived all that, even in prison. But, but his faith never wavered. Mm. And I think that's a lesson. No mm. matter what tragedies, what harrowing situations we may go through, that God is always there. I have one more question for you. Okay. Um, thinking about our conversation, uh, is there anything that sticks out as particularly meaningful to you or anything that you'd wish to add about faith? Well, in age 94, almost 95, my, the Lord blessed us enough that I have a comfortable place to live. I'm thankful for that. Mm. And I'm thankful we have a small ecclesia. I'm thankful for so many things. I just never stop being so thankful. <laughs> how do you my, do it? <laughs> how do you how do you I think keep it's that up? old age, but I'm <laughs> thankful for my family. I'm very thankful for my Kansas City family. Mm. I I just can't stop being so thankful mm. for all the blessings that God has given to my Herman and me that we were married 71 years and how he blessed us in every way and I'm not in want I, I'm comfortable I'm just so thankful mm. and I think it's age is part of that and I just think no one realizes that God is love and that his blessings are with us in some known way or unknown way that we, we just never realize. Mm. 
So uh, I, I've just been blessed more than I ever deserved in my 94 years of life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful for you. Well, you are, I'm, I'm thankful for you, my Matthew. You are a huge blessing <laughs> well, in my life. Well, I don't life. know about me, but I know about you. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, just, I just don't know why God has blessed me so much, but I can never stop thanking Him for mm. His blessings mm. in every situation. Mm. And even if it's a tragedy, God is still there. And maybe those are times when we need to ask more for God's guidance and His help. Mm. But uh, He's always there. Mm. When I, I was a young child, I. I think growing up on a farm with no electricity, you become rather close to nature, closer than you are with so many distractions. Yeah. But I, I can just remember looking up into the heavens and seeing the stars and, as a child and wondering where God's dwelling place was. Hmm. So those are seeds of faith. Have you asked yourself that recently? Where God's dwelling places? Well, where's dwelling? No, I haven't recently. Hmm. I, I, I think there are some things that are too profound for us to understand. <laughs> and I'm willing to leave it. Hmm. I'm willing to leave it at that. I, I don't fully understand everything that'll happen before the coming of the Lord Jesus. But I trust that God's in control. And it will be as he, he uh, has it planned. Hmm. So I'm thankful, so thankful.